This is your boy, Matt Moses. And this is his current occupied, occupado fucking space taker-upper, Sean McCauley. What's going on? So, Sean, I got a question for you. I might have an answer. I don't know, though. Gun to your head. Gun to my head. Guy, guy or girl, because, you know, equality. Yep. <clears throat> that, that's holding the trigger. says, you, you, you got to pick one of these three quarterbacks. So, I got three quarterbacks to choose from. Three Gun quarterbacks to, my head. to choose from. What's going on? Receivers in single coverage. Yep. All they got to do is throw a touchdown pass. All right. You got to pick one of these three quarterbacks. Who are you right. picking? Who, who, who's the three? Nathan Peterman. All right. Mitch Trubisky. All right. Mark Sanchez. All right, so I'm going to sit down and I'm going to reason with this guy with a gun in my head. <laughs> and I'm going to simply go, excuse me. You can even pick the receiver. I don't even care who the Mr. Assailant. A cheeseburger walks into a bar. The bartender simply just says, we don't serve food here. That's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> Hit that fucking intro. Do it. What is up? Welcome back, FGT Nation. It's your boy, Matt, again, followed by... We've already done the intros. I don't care. I'm doing it again because they (laughs) waited, so we're doing it again. All right, we want to give a big shout-out to my boy, Justin Dennis, over at Slick Shades. That's S-L-Y-K.com. And big shout-out to Damian Winslow at Infected Concepts on Facebook for that Sexy merch, both of our faces are on it. Any kind of graphic designs, he's got it. We also want to give another shout out to our homie Andy Cosby over at Chrome Roses. Looking it up with that dope ass intro music. Killing it. We have something new for FGT Nation. We're talking about the Patreon system. Okay? That is a way for you guys in the nation to help support us and help us, you know, continue with content. So there's different tiers. Basically, each tier has different things to add to it. First one is Minshew Mustache Rides. Giggity! Make, makes sense. We all knew it. So for $1 a month to go towards us, you will get a weekly shout-out at the beginning of every episode. So once we get these set up, it could be one person, it could be 10 people, it doesn't matter. Every you know, episode to start off, we'll be giving a shout-out to all Patreon members. It's just a good way to help support the show. That's a buck a month. A dollar ninety nine point nine 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 cents. You round that up to a hundred pennies. One dollar. Yeah. One dollar. Next up, we got uh, Devion Smith's Pizza Palace. That also comes with on air shoutouts, questions answered at the end of each show, early access to bonus content, and help with selecting the bonus content. That's five Ooh. bucks a month. It's pretty sick. I know we went over a lot of this shit the last episode. But uh, we did just launch this the other night, it's so official. we just we wanted to touch ba- uh, touch back on it and let you guys know what's good. Finishing out the Patreon system mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. for our top tier FTT Nation, you know, lovers. My mom will also understand the reference. A teenage special, the Skin Flute Orchestra, for ten dollars a month. Wow, you really hit that one on the chin. I did. Comes with an on-air shout out. Questions answered at the end of each episode. So, you know, if you have questions about you know anything football. You like if you spit, you swallow, use yeah. hands, teeth, skin no teeth. Best, you know, yeah. Do you like laying it? down, yeah. standing up. Hand on top of the head, behind the head, you pull yeah. the hair. Eye contact. Yeah, I mean, That's hey, it's only gay if you make eye contact. You know, you still got the early access to bonus content, which you get to help us pick. 
You also get a free FGT podcast t-shirt. Wait, you get clothing? You get clothing, sir. You get clothing. We don't want our top tier members naked. I mean, it depends on what they look In like. In public. Depends on what they look Without like. Without us there. <laughs> All right. You gotta let me get there, man. <laughs> so you get the free shirt, which is merch. Yeah. You get a free grading of your fantasy draft. So... When you say free grading of like a fantasy draft, so like if I sit down and I have a draft with ten of my buddies, and then I'm like, "Yo, here's a whole draft board," or am I just sending you my team? So I'm glad you asked that, Sean. We're gonna grade your whole fucking draft. What? Now, obviously, we'll give you your grade. Yeah. But we're gonna sit there and we're gonna go through every because for ten bucks you've earned it. Everybody that, that was part of that. Ten bucks? You can't even get overall. A, you, you can't even get a pizza for ten bucks. Not even. You're gonna more. grade my whole. You're gonna grade my whole. Unless rap? you want Little Caesars, which is basically Elio's. Which is still kind of good. I mean, I'm not complaining. I, I didn't get this big. No, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't. We didn't create something called Fat Guy Trying by watching our weight. Nope. But yeah, so you get the free grade of your whole draft. Yep. And you also hold on now. Oh, there's more. But wait, there's more. This is like a fucking infomercial. Oh my god, yes. Where's Billy Mays? Get a shamrock guy. Uh, uh. The my pillow. Uh. So weekly start set advice for your in-season lineup and advice on proposed trades. Doesn't matter if you sent it. Now, please don't send 500 trades and ask because I'll grade them all. I'll give you advice on them. You're not gonna like it. Matt's a tradeaholic, so. Oh. Hi, my name's Matt, and uh, I love to trade. <laughs> Hi, my name is Matt, and I'm an addict. So, well, you know, if you have some trades, if they, let's say there's two trades, you're like, oh shit, you know, I gotta, uh, I don't like Zeke. I want to get rid of him because someone's offered me, you know, fucking Jake Funk and uh, you know Barry Sanders. Fuck it, doesn't matter. We'll, we'll grade give you it. Opinion. Yeah, we'll grade it. We'll let you know how you're doing. Ten bucks a month. Uh, we'll also do personal start-sit questions. Yes. I did a lot of these last year for a lot of friends, and I uh, helped them out tremendously. Because uh, it, 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 it fucking breaking shit? I'm dropping stuff. It's fine. All right. That's my jaw dropping because we're offering such great fucking deals for $10 a month in this Patreon. You're fucking ridiculous. All right, that's the Patreon. Let's wrap that up. Let's put a bow on it. And let's jump on over to some actual football talk. Football! Football. Round one. Fight! We're going to go over the draft. And uh, I cannot wait to get into this, boy. Let me fucking tell (laughs) you. We're going to kick it off. We are hometown New England fans. So let's talk about those fucking Patriots, bro. What did you think of their draft? So I want to start off just because I want to piss you off. And I want to see your reaction. So, Sports Illustrated yep. gave the New England Patriots a B-minus grade for their draft. Did they get, like, extra credit? Did they, like, did they get bonus points? You, did, were they that kid in the class that was like, hey, you're a fucking problem child? If you sit there and shut the fuck up and spell your name right, I'll give you an extra 10 points. Did no. they get any of that? Principal's kid. No? Principal's kid. So, so we got a B-minus for reaching on an offensive lineman, Mr. Strange. I love the player. I, I think he's name. great. Cole Strange. I hate the pick. All right, I'm going to go off on a fucking tangent real quick. This is why I wanted to yep. say I wanted this. All right, so so we took Mr. Strange <laughs> with the 29th overall fucking pick. Great, awesome, grand, fantastic. He was projected to be a third-round pick. Maybe late we reached We reached over 40-plus potential picks to grab this guy. All right, I'm done. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, moving on. Hold on.
Oh. I'm sure you, everyone's seen the video that popped up of Sean McVay and one of his guys laughing and making yeah. a joke. That and, they and then they, 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 they resended it, it because it was Bill Belichick. So Had it been like, anyone else in the fucking league. With the new ass. Yeah, they would have fucking if torn him apart. If this was the Jets or Houston, we'd still be laughing at him. That's a, so that's my point. If this was, I feel like if this was any other coach... You tear him a new asshole. Everyone always wants to look into the, oh, well, Bill has a plan. Trust in Bill. Do this. I, I don't trust in Bill. Do you want to know why? He hasn't hit on a first a round. He hasn't drafting. He hasn't hit on a first round draft pick since 20 fucking 12. All right? He hasn't moved up into the top 10 his entire career. He hasn't moved back up into the first round to go chase some fucking talent since that 2012 draft, which was Hightower and Chandler Jones. You don't need a fourth-round draft pick. We got the goat in the sixth, man. That was draft a, means nothing. That's a fucking dart throw, <laughs> all right? That is a fucking dart throw. For the record, I said that just to piss off Sean. Oh no, I'm not God. serious. All right, so let's move on from Strange, and then I want to bring up uh, fuck, uh, Traquan Thornton. Joe Thornton? Yeah. Round two, fight. All right, I love this kid. I think again, like take just one. like I love, yeah, take, take one. one. I love them both. I looked at their film. I think it's great. All right, I I don't understand the reaching for these players. You you reach for the offensive lineman. Fine, he's the first fucking player drafted out of Chattanooga and since 2018. The only relevant player ever drafted out of Chattanooga since the conception of the fucking draft in the 60s was Terrell Owens. All right. You want to if you go back and you look at these players, I don't think there was a first round pick in the last twenty five years from Chattanooga. All right, I hope this kid is fucking what what Bill Belichick thinks he is. I hope he fucking proves us all wrong, and I hope he's the greatest fucking center, uh, uh, fucking left tackle, right guard, tackle, right guard. Tackle, yeah, he can play every fucking position on the line. Yeah, I think he's great. But all right, so back back to Thornton. This kid, everyone is like, oh, Bill Belichick knows what he's doing. He's got the fastest 40-yard time. He ran a fucking 4.21 in the 40. Oh, my God, that's great. Unofficially, uh, I think officially it was like a 4.28. All right, so besides that, he's the fastest fucking ride receiver in the draft. Great, grand, fantastic. I can't get enough of it. You know what he wasn't? He was dead last in the three-cone drill. He was dead last in the fucking shuffle. And he's got the smallest hands. He's tiny. He weighed fucking 180 pounds soaking wet. Uh, okay. Oh, so, so you reached on him. I, like I said, I like the player. He's got speed. <laughs> but I don't understand reaching on these players when Bill Belichick is infamous for just trading back to get these guys. You could have traded back, grabbed one more draft slot, and still grabbed one of these two players. And, and, and again, with the fucking offensive line, dude, everyone and their mother, when I was going nuts about this on day one, they were like, he wasn't going to make it back to us. He wasn't going to make it back to us. Do you know when the last offensive lineman was taken after we made that pick? After the Pats picked again in the second round. Yeah. Prove me wrong. So I'm going to give you and your blood pressure a few seconds because you kind of took that one wrong. Basically, long story short, we all said that Bill Glitchick loves his fat guys. We all joked about that knowing that that was going to happen. And it's sad because we make all these jokes about how Bill loves his fat guys and all this shit, but it's they're not necessarily always jokes. He, he Bill Belichick is infamous for drafting linemen early on. You know, we have yes, we need we need alignment. I'm not arguing against Yeah, I'm not needs. arguing filling the need. I'm arguing that at that Where point he in the was fucking selected. draft, okay? Like I'm sorry, but 
the Patriots look a lot like Eric in our fantasy draft. (laughs) I said the same thing to him at work. Exactly. They just fucking random shit. And it's like, you know, again, like you said, so you got Cole Strange, lineman, that could have gone late second, early third. You got a receiver who... Like, if we needed a lineman that bad, why not try to trade up and grab, like, Zion? The guy, yeah. You know, a, a, a much more sought-after prospect. Because that's all these guys are. Oh, yeah. I mean, granted, guys, don't get us wrong. Once the draft is done, these picks mean shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have the players, and that's all that matters. And what they can do on the field, that's all that matters. But it's what should have fucking happened. You keep going. Yeah. So then, like you said, Thornton. Yeah. yeah. He's fast. And my my ideology is they're trying to get another quick little slot guy like we used to have with the Welkers and the Edelmans. The problem is, like you said, smallest yeah. hands, bottom of the fucking barrel for every the three for the cone, the shuffle. Drill. This guy is really good at going fast, straight, straight with a huge burst. You ask him to turn, make a cut, not so much. Again, based again, that could, stuff. that could have just been a bad, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, could have had a bad combine. day, whatever. But I just feel like, and again, we drafted two running backs to add to our seventeen right. other right. fucking running so, backs. Final round, fight. So after we go <laughs> offensive line, wide receiver to try to address these fucking needs, we go running back, quarterback, running back. Why on earth do we now have five? This is after the draft is concluded. Why on earth do we have seven running backs and five quarterbacks? Not for nothing. Why? You forgot over you forgot oh my our God. coveted two quarterbacks we got. Now let me talk with about the smallest hands. Thank you. So no, I was gonna say the cornerback, our corner our top corner is being looked at as yes, he's explosive. I hope he's, he's got ups. But he's he's horribly undersized. Yeah, I, I hope that he's, I hope he can jump. Everything I've read about him has been saying nothing short of amazing kick and punt returner, hopeful slot guy. So we lose J.C. Jackson. We tri- we get rid of this stuff on Gilmore. Our top cornerbacks right now are Jonathan fucking Jones and Malcolm Butler. And your best your best way to fix that We're is We're keeping them up with the Joneses. Slot. So right now our draft goes strange in the first, uh, Taekwon in the second, then we got Marcus and Jack Jones going in the third and the fourth. Those are the two cornerbacks we were talking about. And then they go Pierre Strong, Bailey Zeppe, and Kevin Harris. Running back, quarterback, running back. I don't even know if we're saying fucking Zappy's last name right. Zappy, I, li- Zappe. I, I, I like Zeppe. It you, makes me... You're making it into Mario. Zeppe! You're making it into Mario. Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we had... We, and then towards the end of the draft, we did address some needs. We got a defensive tackle and we got a couple more offensive linemen. I think, you know what I mean, they're great for the picks. That's where I think we, we showed our ingenuity and our, our brain as as Patriots with drafting these guys because I, I think they went overlooked. Disagree. You, you don't like Sam Robbins, the defensive tackle? So, no, I'm saying for the guards. Ta- we need a tackle. We need yeah, I'm, t- I'm talking the end of the draft in the sixth and the seventh. No, I'm saying the last guard we took. Yeah. Everything I'm reading. Yeah. It doesn't even have them a lock to make the fucking team. No, but when you throw a dart in those six, seventh rounds, you're throwing a dart at a hopeful. These guys have the intangibles. They just didn't play in the systems that scream starting offensive linemen. They scream, I can coach these guys and make them good. My, my concern is that the Patriots don't have the coaching staff that they used to in the past couple of years, so can they actually coach them to what they wanted? Or why weren't they better off just keeping Shaq fucking Mason? 
If that was the case, and they're going to go out and do all the stuff. Yeah, I mean, we gave away our fucking entire offensive line for fucking fifth and sixth round picks. Um, and then drafted a new offensive yeah. line. I'm just dumbfounded at the fact that we now have five quarterbacks and seven running backs when we have dire needs Fuck everywhere it, use else. Them all. Every every drive, I want a new QB and running back combo. Bill Belichick, I am disappointed in you. Prove me wrong. Please. Please. It's been a while. And now that we're done fucking losing our minds about the Patriots, I'm going to say something that I never thought I'd fucking say. And that's my personal opinion on who had the best draft the other night. Can you take just a stab in the dark as to who I'm going to talk about? Jaguars. Yeah, no. It's the <laughs> it's the fucking New York Jets. What what is going on right now? Is this like part of the multiverse? Are we in the wrong fucking multiverse? See, I disagree. I you, don't. You tell me why. I'll tell you why I disagree, and I'll tell you who I think is better. Do you want me to tell you why the Jets did good? One, they addressed uh, their secondary, and they got dramatically good with taking Sauce Gardner. All right, this kid, I fucking loved him coming into the draft. You know what I mean? His chain that he wore to the draft just adds plus 10. And then the fact that it had actual sauce inside of the chain adds another fucking 10 points. See, I'm sorry. Your name is Sauce. It should have sauce. And then last year, you had more. You had, uh, I think, Davis. I'm drawing a fucking blank. They had wide receivers who were good, not great. And then you go out and you reach up again in the first round. You use another first round pick on Garrett Wilson, who was clear cut the best wide receiver in the draft outside of uh Jamison uh yeah Jamison Williams who went to Detroit we'll get we'll touch on that later uh had that kid not been injured he probably would have gone in Garrett's slot uh but you get Sosa Gardner you get Garrett Wilson and then you you still stay in the first and you grab Jermaine Johnson who's the defensive end now in my opinion those three guys drastically improve all different areas and different levels of your team. You improve your secondary, you improve your upfront on your defense, and you drastically improve your wide receivers. And then you go out and you grab Brees Hall, who is the clear-cut best running back in the draft. Granted, he's going to take the place of Michael Carter now, but now you have a, a great talent in Michael Carter and a great potential in Brees Hall. So now your backfield is solidified, your wide receivers are solidified, you have an uh, up-and-coming quarterback, hopeful. Uh, you drastically you, – you went out and got yourself another Darrell Revis in the secondary. And then your defensive end is – I think that kid's great. You know what I mean? So the only reason I'm going to disagree – I want to hear it. Tell me all about it. You're going to hear it. Fuck you. Uh, it's because we're picking best draft. Yep. And one pick changed it for me. Yep. I'm not saying that they didn't do a good draft. I, mean, I agree with most of the things you said. The only thing that changed it to me and swings them out of number one for me is that Brees Hall uh, pick. Yeah, that I was a little Michael questionable Carter on that because Carter was year. great last year. Yeah, I would. But I, would I think rather, I think Brees Hall was just too good not to take at that spot. And, and I just fear that you know the Jets are going to do a Jets move and Carter's also very small. If I'm them, I keep. Brees Hall and Michael Carter try to turn Carter into like that swing pass catching back that you always see the see, one two column. Yeah, with. I would take those two and I would try to make them the next Chubb Hunt My dynamic fear duo. Is the Jets are the Jets? They'll jet it up and treat it like the Jets. Yeah, but if we're in this multiverse, I'm talking out, about they're the new Michael Patriots. Carter Jr. for fucking a bag of oranges and a washing machine. Brees Hall will be pissed off. Like I just I have a hard time agreeing with anything the Jets do because I wait for them. 
to fuck it up. Yeah. My number one, and you might disagree. Obviously, you do, clearly. Yep. Baltimore. Actually, I don't. So, I really think... They, they that, like my 1B. Exactly. I think, and what's wonderful for me was, I don't think a single pick they used was a wasted pick. I think, because you, know, you could argue, oh, they drafted you know two young tight ends. They don't have a lot of high high power receivers. They're a heavy running team because they have Lamar fucking Jackson. The two young tight ends they took too are blocking tight ends yes. because they already have a receiving Mark tight Andrews. end. Yeah, I, I, go ahead. I'll, 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 I'll touch on it when you're done. Yeah, I'll touch on it. So, I feel like every draft pick they took was to bring them back to the old Ram style yeah. of that beefy defense with a run it down your throat, smash mouth offense. They have the the ability to run it with Lamar Jackson. They have the ability to run it if any of their running backs can stay healthy. Yeah. They, to me, you know, they drafted a lot of defensive players, a lot of linemen and things of that nature. So to me, I mean, yeah, they got a punter, but whatever. You need, you do need a punter. <laughs> um, to me, it just solidifies that. Old no, you don't. Punting is for pussies. Well, we do. Yes. But yeah, you need to have them at least dressed. Yeah. No, I just think that they're really, to me, it looks like they're really going back to their old school mentality of tough defense. And smash mouth offense, and I like it. So we'll see what happens. And the whole reason why I agree with you on Baltimore being my 1B to the Jets 1A, for me, um, Baltimore, dude, they know how to fucking draft. These dudes don't fuck around. I I can't remember. And I'm going to go ahead and say the whole Harbaugh era of them really having a a what-the-fuck-just-happened type of draft, like the Patriots just had. Have you got you know a B minus? Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Whoever wrote that, dude, it only wrote a B minus because it's Belichick. Let's let's get real. They they fear of God, they typed it out and they were like, Yeah, I could see like a D plus, maybe a C Bill minus. Popped out of the closet. And then they sat shit. there and then they, there was a little fucking devil on their shoulder going, This is Bill Belichick you're talking about. Yeah, he'll kill you. <laughs> he'll end your career. And they were like, mm, B plus. B minus. B minus. Whatever, but back to the Ravens, dude. Those dudes know how to fucking draft, all right? They know how to build a team, and they they know what they need, and they know how to get it. Um, I I have no negatives to say on their draft. I think they all their picks were smash picks. I think they were right where they needed to be. I think they took them when they could. I don't think they really reached on anyone. At the same point, I really don't think they got value on anyone. Like, no one really slid. They knew where their guys were. They knew where they were on the board, and they went out and they got them. And they drastically improved their defense for it. And that's all I got to say. The only person I could argue slid is the linebacker. They got the second round. Many people talk about him maybe being a first. Yeah. But outside of that, the only thing I want to touch on is I'm going to butcher this fucking name. It's Daniel Falili. Falili. Or- yeah, let's just call him Andre the Giant. Son. Yeah. He, he He's not about to tackle. He is six foot nine, just shy of four hundred pounds. So you mean the Patriots didn't want to take anyone like that? Nah, nah, we don't do that around here. Cool. Well, we like fat men, not tall men. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So that's who it is. <clears throat> so when did they take that kid? Uh, Mister Under the Giant was drafted in the fourth round, hundred and tenth pick. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Oh. Fatality. Bill, this kid is a fucking monster. You love fat guys. He's an offensive lineman. You need it. 
in the fourth fucking round, you, you go, hey, we don't need any more. We got our guy in the first round that we reached all the way to the third round and pull him up into the first round. Let's skip the fourth round and let's draft our fucking seventh running back. Listen, we know who we want. Why wait? You know what I'm saying? We know who we want. What? Yeah, yeah, because that makes fucking zero sense. <laughs> Finish him. All right, hey, we, we got this massive specimen on the board right now. It's 6'9", 400 pounds. That can play eight positions on the offensive line at the same fucking time. If you, lay, if you lay him sideways, it's like going through a fucking highway road barrier. But no, let's draft a fucking sixth running back, and then let's go ahead and reach around and grab a fucking fifth quarterback, and then come back around again and grab a seventh running back. Great job! For the record, I, I just love getting <sighs> you this worked up. Fuck you. Genuinely loved it. Now, the reason I thought maybe you'd disagree with me was because prior to, to, you know, some of their picks in the draft, Hollywood Brown got traded. He did. So, <clears throat> for those of you that don't know, Hollywood Brown and the 100th overall pick was traded to the Cardinals for the 23rd pick. Okay. All right, so hold the fuck on right now. I knew, All right. I knew it. <laughs> New England needs a, a solid fucking wide receiver, a nice young wide receiver. What did we have? We had the 21st fucking overall pick. What did we do? We traded it to Kansas City, and they used it to take fucking McDuffie. When McDuffie is a solid cornerback, hey, what do the Patriots need? A fucking cornerback. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So you trade back for... Fucking literally pennies. You get you get almost nothing back for that. So KC takes McDuffie. You get rid of the 21st. You trade back to the 29th. The Cardinals are like, hey, fuck the 23rd pick. We need someone because we think something's up with Hopkins. We just got rid of Christian Kirk. So let's go get the young stud from fucking Baltimore like and Hollywood is. Brown, who, by the way, is the college quarter uh, college receiver that played with Kyler Murray. So let's pair those guys back up because, hey, the new trend in the NFL is to match a quarterback with their favorite fucking college wide receiver. Hence Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Hence Joe Burrow and fucking Jamar Chase. Hence fucking Tua Tagovailoa. Oh, I fucked that up. (laughs) And fucking Jalen Waddle, dude. I could fucking go on all night, but I'm not gonna. All right, so go on for your flawless victory. Oh my god. The trade happened because Hollywood had come out and said that he was unhappy with their scheme and he wanted to be in a more pass-heavy system. I want to reiterate this. Hollywood Brown was not unhappy with the Ravens. There was no turmoil. There wasn't any issues. Hollywood wanted a more pass-heavy offense. Which is, I think, the ideal situation when you trade up-and-coming young wide receiver, like a, a potential elite talent, or you trade an elite talent. When these guys get traded to a team or they leave in free agency to go to a team, I think the only time you see them stay on that level or or even go up is when they go to a team that better suits their skill set and not chasing a paycheck. Yeah, because every time you see an elite wide receiver leave because the money is not right, they don't replicate that, you know what I mean, that uh, <clears throat> that production. Well, typically, when someone's going to a team that can pay them like that, you're not, you know, you're leaving you, a team yeah. that's already pretty good and situated. And you're and downgrading. You're going, yeah, yeah, because they got the caps. Level, yeah. Exactly. They had the shit teams, had the caps. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. dying over here. Yeah, exactly. But no. So basically, yeah, Hollywood 100th, the 23rd overall, yeah. to the Cardinals. I think you're going to see Hollywood have a massive season this year especially with d hop out for six games six games with a ped suspension people don't get it twisted my man was not out there juicing trying to pack on weight he was out there using hgh to try and recover from an injury 
to try and get back in time for training camp. Personally, I think steroids should be outlawed. HGH, when it's used properly and monitored by the NFL, should be allowed to help these guys come back from injury because your body demands so much from you to compete at those levels. Why not give these guys who are willing to try it HGH to help them rehab from an injury? They're not using it to play. They're using it to to hurry up and get healthy so they can go play. I fully agree with that. Um, you know, you have the <clears throat> you have multi-million dollar athletes playing at the highest level of competition there is for football, playing one of the most, if not the most physical sport. I know you can argue hockey back and forth. Yeah. That. I'm not going to sit there and do that. because I'm going to go ahead and say rugby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all day. Uh, I'm going to say water polo. Man. <laughs> <clears throat> but no, so the, the point I'm making is they're playing a physical sport for millions of dollars, put their body on the line. <clears throat> I'm fully against someone using steroids to get bigger. I have no problems with someone who's dealing with an injury Especially in the off season, yeah, taking any kind of human growth hormone to to rehab. You see it a lot in baseball. You know what I mean. Andy Pennant. I'm a Red Sox fan. I fucking hate the Yankees. I've always liked Andy Pennant. That dude got dragged through the mud because he used HGH to try and come back from Tommy yeah. John's. You know what I mean? It's just, I think something if it can help you heal, that's fine. All for it. The only sport I'm going to go ahead and say that I, I would be all for steroids is baseball. Because let's face it, we grew up in the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa era, and it was fucking fantastic. I want to see it in golf. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Alright, so this next trade, my blood pressure is starting to come down. My heart is starting to slow down. This next trade does not get me as worked up because A.J. Brown went from Tennessee to the Eagles. But it cost them... In 18th round, uh, yeah, 18, 18th, 18th round. round. God, Fuck, a, dude. That's a steal. Uh, 18th overall and the 101st overall sent A.J. Brown from Tennessee to the Eagles, and Tennessee immediately tried to fill that void with taking Traylon Burks. Um, I think th- I think this trade hurts A.J. Brown more than it does Tennessee. You know what I mean? I don't think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback yet than Ryan Tannehill. Um, but I'm excited to see what he does with entering that kind of system that's not really run heavy and relying on it like a Derrick Henry. They're more pass heavy when Jalen Hurts decides to pass the ball and not run. Um, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Let's, I'd like to see what goes on. You know what I mean? Now they got a couple of guys that might you know hit the free agency wire. I don't know. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Uh, Jalen Rager. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the AJ Brown trade? So, kind of like you know, what we had just talked about with Hollywood, he wanted to go to a, a, a more pass-heavy system. Yeah, I feel like AJ Brown did the exact opposite. Yes, he, they he, they did. They do have Derrick Henry, and they run a lot. But Derrick Henry got hurt last year. Yeah. So who's to say next season they're gonna still expect two hundred carries out of Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry is what is he? He's twenty nine right now, I yeah. think, and he's gonna be thirty. <clears> Granted, he's a fucking yeah. specimen. Yeah, but you know that's typically when you'd want to regress from that 200 touches to like the 125 and start getting their, their receiving core more involved. Whereas you went, you know, from a team like that to a team that has a very run first quarterback. I like who, how you said 200 touches, Derrick Henry, bro. He does 300. True. 200 <laughs> a fucking yeah. 200 a, a warm up. That that's pre winter. Exactly. That that's off season. 
No, so like I just feel like AJ Brown really regressed in the sense of he went from a team where Tan if Tan, if they weren't gonna give it to Henry, Tannehill has to throw it because he has the mobility of a fucking rock. Yeah. To a system now where Jalen Hurst, his main goal is to run. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you tell me. You watch the guy play. He wants to run first. He, he uses the pass as a secondary fallback option. Yeah, he's gonna. You know what I mean? With them trading away uh, a lot of their their draft capital for next year's draft, speaks volumes to that. They they're probably going to chase a quarterback in that draft. Um, that, Why would they chase a quarterback when they have Gardner Minshew? <laughs> uh, that being said, I think uh, Jalen Hurts is going to have to show that he can pass the ball and not just run. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? He's he's nowhere near the caliber of a Lamar Jackson or a Kyla Murray, but He's like a knockoff version of them. Like he scrambles a lot, he runs a lot. He was very fantasy relevant last year, but he wasn't a great real life quarterback. He's a store brand. Yeah. So and another caveat the caveat too is the whole, you know, the the Titans. So yeah, we, we've talked off air about how, you know, Julio wasn't really relevant for them last year. He was yeah. dealing with some injury. So they got you know, they You went out replacement Robert but, Woods, yeah. Great. You then get rid of AJ Brown. You're rebuilding that whole in, offense. And bring in a rookie. Yeah. So now, instead of having A.J. Brown to maybe you know work with a rookie or something like that, you're hoping there's no setbacks at Robert Woods. He's still the Robert Woods he was in, in L.A. Because you don't want the Robert Woods from Buffalo. And you're hoping that he can still work with a rookie. Yeah. So I just feel like both teams, I mean, yeah, obviously if you can get A.J. Brown, you get A.J. Brown. But I feel like both teams really... See, kind of took a weird step. If we're going to talk fantasy with AJ Brown and Hollywood, uh, I would say Hollywood before this trade, in my opinion, would have been uh, a low end wide receiver two, a high end wide receiver three. Yeah, great flex. I think right now with him going to the Cardinals, he is a high end wide receiver two, a fringe Without wide that. receiver one. Oh, absolutely. AJ Brown was a clear cut wide receiver one. I think with him going to the Eagles, he is now in that same Hollywood atmosphere of being a high-end wide receiver two, a fringe wide receiver one. I fully agree, and it hurts me to say that because I'll be the first to say that I think as receivers go, I'm taking A.J. Brown over Hollywood every day of the week. Oh, the every fact day. that I like his overall, yeah, everything intangibles. But right now, Hollywood's looking, looking real good. Yeah. And the only thing I can say is thank you to the Eagles and now possibly giving us the chance to go out and get A.J. Brown in the fourth and fifth round instead of the second. All right, so now that we've discussed those two big trades, let's talk about some risers and fallers of the draft. Teams that improved, teams that dropped. You mean the elevator? They went up, and then and they, they went, went down. down. First one I'm going to touch on is Green Bay. Um, I feel like they improved. I yeah. agree. I don't think drastically. I agree. Because obviously, anytime <laughs> you trade Devontae Adams, you're not going to improve drastically. Well, you mean you can't draft a Devontae Adams? I mean, he was drafted, so... Yeah, but, I mean, it took him a couple years to break years. out, so... But I at least like the fact that for the first fucking time, and God knows how long, they went out, and in early rounds, second round, and then fourth round, took receivers. They took Christian Watson in the second, and Romeo Dobis, Dubis in the fourth. <laughs> yeah. Dumbledore, I don't fucking know his name. But at least it shows me, hey... You're going to at least try to put some receivers out there. And not for nothing, you're going to have some young some young names for when, you know, Miss Miss Aaron Rodgers decides she wants to hang it up. Which I'm assuming will come quickly if you don't appease him, my lord. 
<laughs> my lord and saviour. Please, my lord, Aaron Rodgers, please be happy in Green Bay. I, I, I don't know the, the fun fact. I was just trying to look it up on my phone. I had it written down and I, I completely spaced on it. Did you know um, Green Bay hasn't taken a wide receiver, tight end, or running back in the first round in like a decade? Well, why would you have to? You had Devontae Adams. Oh, my God. Did you see that meme floating around at Jordy Nelson? Oh, God. When he's on the Raiders? And he's like, I wish I had Derek Carr back. Yep. And then, now, just on the bottom of it is Devontae Adams is going to be saying this real quick. I said, see, wish I, I had I wish I had Aaron Rodgers back. I actually think Derek Carr is going to be a serviceable quarterback. The problem is yeah, he's related to David Carr. So, like. It's what it is. All right. I'm going to touch on Detroit. Detroit. My man's <clears throat> Detroit. That defense about to come relevant in fantasy football with the acquisition of a Mr. Adrian Hutchinson. Kid is a beast. He looks unreal. Unreal. And then you look at their free agency moves in the wide receiver class. They go out and they get a DJ Chark. They already have a Monross and Brown. You know what I mean? They look good. They re-sign Josh Reynolds. They bring him back. They got TJ Hawkinson. They got DeAndre Swift. They got Jamal Williams. Their offense looks good. I didn't say great because they still got Jared fucking Goff. But then they go out and they add, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the draft, although he wasn't taken that way because of injuries, and my man Jamison Williams. Now, you guys might remember me talking about Jamison Williams and Matt talking about Jamison Williams because we fucked this kid's name up and we called him Jamis Wilson. I believe that was That was all me. That was all me. But you ran with it. Because we're both morons. Well, you know what? I'm a big fan of team unity, Sean. Yeah. So if we're going to be wrong, let me be wrong together. No, honestly, yeah. I had no idea. I the, the, this kid going to Detroit, I think, is a great situation. Because not a great situation because it's fucking Detroit. But with the wide receivers around him, I think this was great for Detroit. Because now they have Jamison Williams coming in, who's going to be, in my opinion, a hopeful elite wide receiver. But now he has enough time to rest, recuperate, learn the playbook, maybe come back in like the sixth week or something after the injury. Don't rush him in because you have these other wide receivers around him. You have the the tight end around him. You got a great running back field. There's no need to rush this kid in. Take the time. Let him learn. I think he'll be viable for fantasy. If, if you're doing dynasty, I think he goes in the first round. Hands down, easy. I agree completely. Um, I definitely... I want to see Detroit do good. I do too, because they, they wasted three Hall of Fame careers. I saw that meme earlier too. And, and, and I agree with, with it. Nope. Matt Stafford's not a Hall of Famer. Now, if you want to make a Hall of Fame about tough sons of bitches, mm-hmm. I'll add him into that one. But, and again, it might, yes, he, he was on Detroit. But that dude threw for like 6,000 yards every year. Not 6,000, but he was up there every when year. When you're the only... Because he was fucking gripping it and ripping it. When you're the only chance running the offense for his life. fucking has yeah. for so long. It was, the game plan wasn't for Matt to throw it. That was the only fucking option. Yeah. So I'm not impressed by that. Because if you throw it 50 fucking times a game, you better have 300 yards. <laughs> and my next team I want to talk about, on the flip side, because you know, if, if you bring up a riser, you got to bring a faller. Faller? Yep. Falling away from I'm me. talking about KC, the Chiefs. Okay? You traded Tyreek Hill. Granted, it was money also. Whatever the reason is. Yeah. Still, the fact of the matter is you traded Tyreek fucking Hill. Okay? 
I genuinely liked the acquisition of Juju Smith-Schuster with Tyreek as a number two receiver yep. to Tyreek Hill. I thought it was fantastic. What since then? No, nope. your team now is Juju number one. Marquez Valdez Scantling as number two. Yep, and then Sky Moore as number three. Him and MVS could bounce back and forth. Yeah, you, I, st- I think they still got Pringle, right? Is he still on there? I uh, no, didn't Pringle go to the Bears? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, and my, my whole thing is, so they got Josh Gordon. You spent time trying to figure out receiver, and that's <clears> great. You didn't address a single other hole. You didn't address holes on your defense. You didn't address the fact that you have a running back who no one can figure out what the fuck he does. No, I can't. You like <laughs> you wanted to like him. I did so bad. So bad. But you, since, since his rookie year, I've wanted to like him, and I keep trying to find ways. To justify it, and I've run out. I just feel like KC is focused so much on we need to replace Tyreek Hill that they put the blinders on yeah. and only cared about replacing Tyreek Hill. Yeah, they didn't do anything to help address the running back needs. Um, they didn't do anything to help. Granted, you don't have a need for tight end, but at some point you are because Travis Kelsey can't go on forever. Um. I mean, we saw it in Gronk. They yeah. fall off a cliff. And yeah. When you're that big and physical, yeah. eventually it you takes a toll. You slow down. It takes a toll. But, all right, moving on from KC, we're going to talk about Indy real quick. My boy Matty Ice got a nice little weapon in Alec Pierce coming from Cincinnati. My boy Alec Pierce came in in the second round. I love this acquisition. I, I love it for Indy. I love it for Matt Ryan. I love him as a wide receiver. I would have preferred him. Over Thornton on the Patriots. Well, see, I, I I was gonna say one thing. Yeah. When you said the best the the best uh, receiver was Jamison Williams. Yep. I would really want to go. You mean Tyrone uh, Thornton? <laughs> Fuck out of here. But ju- <laughs> I knew that would set you off. So I didn't yeah. Um. I like the idea of an, this kid, Alec young Pierce, receiver. If you watch the tape on him, I know Desmond Ritter came in and he was like really confident. I mean, the guy looks like he's forty. No knock against him, but he went to Atlanta. And Desmond Ritter was like, I- I'm not leaving until I give these guys a Super Bowl. Love that fucking cockiness. I love it. Eat that shit up. Take it for breakfast. But my man Alec Pierce, I think, made Desmond Ritter. I don't think Desmond Ritter helped make Alex Pierce. You get so, what I'm saying? I do. And I feel like I really like the fact that they went out. No, I don't like Matt Ryan personally. He looks no. like someone that would yell at me for walking too close to his yard. Yeah. And he just looks like a guy I don't like. <laughs> but he can throw a football pretty damn good. Yeah. I really like the idea the Colts go out, get a big veteran quarterback yep. to partner with their young receiver, Michael, Michael Pittman, Pittman, who Pitty went City. the fuck off last year. Pity City. So then what do you do? You get another young receiver yep. so that Matt Ryan can work with both of them yep. to develop them. Because he's had, it's he had Julio, yep. he had Roddy White. Had I, I was going to make that. I was going to make that comparison. I was going to say this year. I could see Michael Pittman taking that uh, Roddy White role. And then I could see Alec Pierce taking that Julio Jones role. Back when Julio was a rookie, when Roddy White was still good. I can see Pittman taking that next step up and being the guy for Matt Ryan. And I could see Pierce coming in as that young stud, a.k.a. Julio Jones, and thriving behind an already proven veteran. Between already having Jonathan Taylor, having Michael Pittman, 
and bringing in a, a veteran quarterback, I can genuinely say I'm actually excited to see the Colts this year. I am too. I think that they have some weapons on their offense that could surprise. And I think, they, as stupid as it sounds too, because they have Mo, Mo Ali Cox, right? Yeah, Gigantor. I think that them bringing in uh, Alex, you know, Alec Pierce will open him up too, make him a red zone threat. So I can yeah. see him getting some looks. Coming up next, huh? we got the Pittsburgh Steelers, baby. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm calling them a rise. A rise. I'm, I'm getting a rise out of them. Rise <laughs> up, young ones. Now, once I'm, I'm gonna leave my main point for a second because once I say it, you'll, you'll, you can't argue it. You have a main point. I, I didn't do. think you had, actually had points I have to a, get. I have to. a Connecticut point too. You have a Connecticut point. See, because Maine. Do you got a Massachusetts point? No. Rhode Island. It's Pittsburgh. How a Massachusetts point? No, I like the idea. Uh, they drafted uh, in second round a receiver, George Pickens. I don't have specifics on on him individually, yeah. but I do like the idea of them bringing in another young guy. They I, lost, I liked him. They I watched some tape. It wasn't bad. You know, they lost Juju. They got as you, you know as you pointed out off air. This you know, Pittsburgh becomes the youngest team in the NFL offensively. Yep. With with their draft picks, with their receiver, and then a quarterback they took in the first round, which is my main point. Anytime you can replace Mitch Trubisky with a first round talent, you, you do it. You've improved. You've done it. You've risen. And then add in the fact that it's, this dude has the best hair in the draft since Trevor Lawrence. We're talking and, Kenny and, Pickett, guys. And Justin Herbert. So my whole thing with that is I fucking hate Mitch the bitch. Mitch the bitch, Trebisky. I don't, I don't think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's a, star, a starting quarterback, and I think a team it really. I think he's a stopgap quarterback. He could. I been. think he's going to be a career stopgap stopgap quarterback. I think he needs to be a career. Say that five times fast, you stuttering prick. That 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 dumbass. <laughs> that does four. <laughs> no, but realistically, Pittsburgh's a team that isn't in a rebuild. No, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, in my opinion, is another Baltimore. They know how to fucking draft. They know how to build a team. They know how to fill needs. Well, so I was really surprised that they didn't go out and either trade for or sign a proven quarterback because of the fact that their team is literally a quarterback away offensively. You put in a good starting quarterback, you have Najee Harris, Chase Claypool, James Washington, Pat Fryermuth. You have all these all this, these weapons. So that's why when they went out and got Mitch Trubisky, yeah. they blew a fucking mind. But then when they went out and said, okay, we'll take Kenny Pickett, okay, now I, you know, Mitch Trubisky is supposed to be the starter. No. <laughs> and I, I, I love this pick of Kenny Pickett and the fact that Pittsburgh didn't even move up to get him. They sat tight and they waited for him. And what that says to me is that they took this kid, best case scenario, you've got your new franchise quarterback. Worst case scenario, he sucks, Mitch sucks, Mason Rudolph sucks, you get a high draft pick next year, and you go out and you try again because that 2023 class is studded with quarterbacks. I think I figured it out, Sean. You figured what out? The Patriots were going to take Kenny Pickett, ah. but then he got drafted at 20th, so Bill said, fuck it, give me a fat guy. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what's going on. Yet, he said, oh, that's pretty strange. Yeah. Someone else misinterpreted that. And we're like, strange? <laughs> And there you go. Yep. Oh, damn it. That's what happened. We figured it out. We no. cracked the code. Actually, so, someone on sports radio. Ah, fuck you. I can't remember their name. I do this all the time. I go to say something, and I immediately forget the name. Um, that brought up a good point. I know we just trashed on the Patriots, and I'm still fucking fuming over it. But the he, he, he said something that made sense was the Patriots don't use 
everyone's draft board. They make their own, and that's what they go with. Fuck everyone else in their opinions. And I agree with it. Great, hasn't it? I mean, we, we we do have the most playoff wins in 20 years. We Thanks, got Tom. six Super Bowls. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. You know what I mean? There's a whole lot that goes to it and goes with it. We've had an elite defense. You know, it feels like every other year. Um, well, we've also had a guy that's but still, dude, like Bill, give us give us something, give us something to work with. Let us know. Give give us show us an explanation. Can. Show us you can. You know what I mean? Oh my god. Up next, we got Tennessee. You mean Chattanooga? What? No, don't get me fucking <laughs> son of a bitch. We're over this. We're done with it. We're moving on. We're talking about Tennessee and how they Titans. moved on from A.J. Brown. And they picked up Traylon Burks. And then they said, hey, what? You know what? Ryan Tannehill, you're not that great. So we're going to take Malik Willis. I like both these picks. You know what I mean? Malik Willis, developmental behind Tannehill. Tannehill's, I think, coming up at the end of his contract, which would transition into Malik Willis if they believe in him. I like it. I don't love it. I see where they're going with it. Vrabel, you're making more sense than Belichick. You should probably call him, get on the phone, and be like, hey, address these needs when they come up, and don't fucking reach for your seventh running back and your fifth fucking quarterback. Uh, All right. Tennessee, Traylon Burks. I love it. It makes sense. I like it. Their, their draft makes sense. You bring in a receiver to replace the one you got rid of. You, you get rid yeah, of. you get you the draft in, capital and you immediately yeah, replace him. You in bring the draft. in a quarterback to fit in behind your aging quarterback who has never been spectacular but has been do- serviceable. Yeah, he, he's I been like a it. top half quarterback. Yeah, I like it. When I say top half, I mean 15 to 12. Yeah. So then next, coming up, so this is a quick one I just want to touch on real quick, by the way. You like quickies? I, I love quickies. Quickies! Not my fault, okay? Just because you're so pretty. <laughs> Is I want to hit Denver. So this isn't a draft impact. And then I jizzed in my pants. This isn't a draft impact. It was a free agent signing. Um, I just I feel it's important. Denver brought back Melvin Gordon. The reason I think that's important, I know in our league, yep. a lot of people, and I'm gonna book. I forget his first fucking name again. Williams. Javante. Thank you. I, I always want to say Jamal. I know it's not Jamal. Javante Williams. So a, a lot of people were looking at Javante Williams, similar to the Mike Carr situation. And they were looking that, at him in the first round yeah, of fantasy. A guy that had upside last year, showed some flashes, and was supposed to have a big step forward this year. That's all out the window. All I done. think bringing back Melvin Gordon, I think you're going to see it just like last year. I know you want to argue that as the season goes on, you'll see Williams you know, run away. I think you, you yeah, last year. I, well, we waited for it last year as... Williams was a rookie. Melvin Gordon didn't show signs of slowing down. They showed a perfect 1A-1B combo. The reason why I'm going to debate this right now is Javante showed that he can be a workhorse. He's got the skill set. He can take over that backfield. And then you look at Melvin Gordon. He's 29. Running backs don't sustain that kind of production at 29, unless you're Derek fucking Henry. And even, even he struggled doing it because he had his first major injury at 29. Um, I think if you take Javante Williams in your draft, you should probably handcuff him with Melvin Gordon. I know a lot of the times when you handcuff players, you do it for upside. Um, this is more of a failsafe. I think you take Javante in maybe the second or third, and then you grab Melvin Gordon in the fifth or the sixth, depending on what your team looks like, depending on where he falls. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I just, to me, it now I don't know anymore. I think if you're going to draft 
a Michael Williams, uh, well, Michael Carter, or you got to draft a Devontae Williams. You have to take the Brees Hall. You have to take the Melvin yeah. Gordon. You have, and so now that locks up two picks on you, and that to yeah. me is going to steer me away. Yeah, I'm going to want to try for other running backs before I have to start handicapping myself and getting two first. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we talked about that last year with guys like Chase Edmonds and James Connors, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. Or even look at a, uh, a lot the of Bills. these. Yeah, a lot of these worked out. You know what I mean? Had you taken one of those uh, starting running backs, like you know what I mean, Javante or or Josh Jacobs, and then you grabbed their handcuff, especially in Arizona, if you drafted Chase Edmonds and then you took James Conner, you won. late as fuck. You <laughs> won that. Um, next up, I just want to touch really quick on Houston. Fuck Nick Casario leaving the Patriots and then stealing all our damn draft picks because I wanted John Meche like no one's business. But we didn't get him. We have Thornton. Yep. I mean, depending on what Houston does quarterback-wise, uh, John Meche, I, I don't see him being fantasy relevant this year. Maybe next year if, you know, Captain Mills doesn't take that step forward and Houston gets that high draft pick and gets an, a, a, a top prospect quarterback. Then I see Meche doing something, but until then, I'm staying clear and far away from everyone on Houston. Coming at you next, we got 28 and 3. 28 and 3. 28 and 3. Atlanta Falcons. I'm actually actually being nice here. You can disagree if you want, but to me, looking at their, their. the, the three important picks in my mind. You got the receiver, Drake London. Yeah. Quarterback, Desmond Ritter. And running back, Tyler L. They drafted Elton. Drake? They drafted Drake. Oh. Drake London. Oh, I, I, yeah. I thought they drafted Drake. No, Drake London. All right. So, all right. you know, in the past two seasons, they've lost Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Now, Calvin Ridley is dealing with his own issues. By all means, man, mental health is important. I really, I, I hope the best for him. He's also suspended now. There's that, too. Yeah. So, Which I think is dog shit, because it wasn't like he was doing it privately or through some like fucking gangsta underground. We could talk he about, was bored as shit and pulled out his phone and was like, ah, fuck it, I'll place a bet on FanDuel. We could talk about that all day. Yep. fact of the matter is, they've lost their two big-name receivers. They've just traded away the starting quarterback. Right now, their, their main weapons were Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson, who had a great season last year. And Mike Davis. For the first time. You no. F- oh, no. Nope. 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 He got nope. cut. Bye-bye. But like, Bye, so Mike Cordero Davis. Cordero Patterson had a great season, finally, at 30. <laughs> so I'm not banking on I'm that. I'm not banking on another one. And Kyle Pitts, you kind of need someone to throw you the ball. So I like that they went out, they addressed the receiver issue yep. right away, got Drake London, and they said, we need, a, we, we need a top receiver, we think we have one. Yep. I like that. They addressed, we got rid of our quarterback, we need to go out and get a quarterback. We went out and got two. Dose. I love it. Quarterback Oaks. You got Desmond Ritter, who looked great in Cincinnati, and we touched on that with yeah. Alec Pierce. And you also brought in a solid veteran who, like we talked about in previous episodes, kind of took, in our opinion, a year off to reevaluate his mental while staying in the game yeah. with Marcus Mariota being in uh, Vegas. He's now a member of the Atlanta Falcons, and I think having those two quarterbacks in that same room is great. is great upside. There is a ton of potential in there right now. Oh, yeah. And then and then to, to, to follow it up, they finished it with you know fifth round, a running back. I can't speak to him as a running back, but what I can speak to is last season a lot of us criticized Atlanta because they went out and they had Cordero Patterson and they yep. signed Mike Davis. 
two old, unproven running backs. Yep. Granted, one of them worked out last year for them. Yep. The other one did fucking nothing. So to me, it, you know, it makes sense that you'd go, hey, let's keep the guy that looked unreal for us last year. We think we finally figured out how to use him. But just in case he doesn't, and also to build with him, let's add another running back. Yeah, I feel like Atlanta actually addressed needs this year. I don't think they'll be I think beneficial they dr- yeah. right now. They drafted smart, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think you know they didn't go out and get the high impact players that are going to come out and turn them into a Super Bowl team in one year. But I think that they got great foundational pieces to actually steer them in the right way and avoid yeah. becoming the Jaguars. Spoiler alert: You want to know who my sleeper for the year is? Tyler Algier. Tyler really? Yep, the running back they took in the Algier, fifth round. He went, and with Mike Davis gone now, this, to me, speaks volumes of how much faith they have in this kid. And then if you look at them drafting running backs in the past, someone like a Devontae Freeman, um, they, they take these late-round running backs. Well, Todd Gurley was well, a free was agent. Right. Yeah, he was a Ram, and first. then he was, yeah. I was, th- I was Steven Jackson, yep, you know they, what I mean? These guys, yeah. Thank you. Uh, they take them later in the draft. And Atlanta is one of those teams that knows how to use that position. And maybe that's why Cordero fucking took off. Finally. It's because Atlanta knows how to use that running back position. So I have a lot of faith with Tyler Algier coming in next year and potentially winning leagues for people. Uh, I'd lo- I- I- I'm not going to draft him early. I'm going to take a late round dart throw at him. He is one of my top sleepers. I'm going to take him in a lot of leagues. Um, I-, I just... I see this kid winning leagues, but I'm not going to start him in my lineup until I start seeing it on the field first. My gut instinct says this kid's a winner. While we're on the topic of running backs, we're going to go ahead and move over to Buffalo. Buffalo took James Cook, I think in the third round. I don't have it down in front of me. I'm pretty sure it went in the third round. James Cook is the younger brother of Dalvin Cook. Um, Buffalo addressed a need, and I love this for James Cook, I think James Cook is going to go in there and he's going to take over that backfield. Singletary has gotten plenty of opportunities and done really nothing with them. He's showed flashes. He's, you know, dipped his toe in the pond. He's never really gone for a fucking swim. Uh, Zach Moss, after the, the healthy scratch, healthy scratch, healthy scratch, signed Devontae Freeman, healthy scratch, healthy scratch. I think they move on from him. Um, James Cook, I think he comes in and he gives you what his brother gave to Minnesota. I don't think he's elite, but I think he gives you that pass rushing dual threat that Buffalo needs behind Josh Allen and that wide receiver core. So the problem I have with Buffalo drafting a running back is, and we've talked about it before. So again, I, I'm not a Devil Singletary guy. I don't care about that. I care about the Zach Moss thing. Yeah. You and I were both big on him last year. Yep. He was looked at as a big bodied guy to come in, ground and pound and all that. And then game after game, we see healthy scratch, healthy scratch, healthy scratch. He's 24, 25 years old. I think he's younger than that. He's, I think Singletary's 24, 25. I think Moss is 23, 23 24. 24. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you, you already have, I mean, Singletary's proven that he's not the number one. That's fine. You haven't given Zach Moss a chance. When they have, he's shown that he, he can be a, a solid running back. So I don't know where these healthy scratches are coming from. Does he does he not get the playbook? Is he is he fucking stupid? But like my whole thing is, so I'm thinking maybe by bringing in you know this guy that they're, they're trying to replace Singletary and maybe do a true one two punch. 
But they have offensive weapons enough already. You don't need to create a one-two punch running back. You have no. Stephon Diggs. You just brought in Crowder. Like yeah, you, you've got not uh, Dawson, yeah, Knox. Dawson Knox. You you've got. Um, and then did they bring in a second tight end? I'm drawing it a blank. Uh, Was it the guy yeah, Cincy? Yeah. No. Yeah. He he went to the Jets. Okay. Then who the they brought in a second a second tight end though? That was a good name. Yeah, we're so, drawing a blank yeah, right now. So, so my point is, you already have weapons. So I just this doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't, regardless of how you feel about the running back, you have to look at it for the as the team. I don't think that does anything for the team. I don't think that drastically yeah. improves the team any more than it is right now. I don't think it drastically improves the team. I think it drastically improves the position. You know what I mean? Instead of having two, maybe three guys trying to work and manipulate and you know f- figure out a scheme to get that position going... I think now you have one guy that can come in and be that three-down workhorse. Well, staying on the top of the running backs, I'm going to keep this one short because it's the same same idea, but I am fully against this. Seattle Seahawks, second round, drafted Kenneth Walker. I love it. No, So I love him as a player. I get no qualms with him. I think he's going to be a great running back. The problem I have is, so you, have, so you already have Chris Carson with Rashad Penny. Yep. Chris, Carson's can't, Chris Carson can't stay healthy. It has a bunch of issues. And Rashad Penny can. Hold up. Let me get to my point, goddammit. Chris Carson, to me, I've been I've been over him. He's not exciting to me. He's very blah, and he doesn't give you anything. Anno- like, to me, he's just he's a running back. That's all yeah. he is. Rashad Penny showed incredible flashes last year. Rashad Penny won me some fucking fantasy games last year to end the season. He came out on fucking fire when they needed him and they finally said all right hey you have the number one chance let's do it so i just don't understand because they seem to love chris carson he's still on a contract yeah i don't see why you seem to love chris carson you got a guy in rashad penny that you've pointed out numerous times was supposed to be the guy to replace you know marshawn lynch marshawn lynch and now and and he finally shows you that maybe he can because he has that ability then you go out and you take a second round running back so that shows me you, you're saying fuck Rashad Penny and fuck Chris Carson, but you're still going to pay their contracts and have one, you know, a, a big name running back. All right, guys. Unfortunately, we lost the second part of this audio. Uh, all it was was my counter against Matt not liking Walker landing in Seattle and me saying to him, uh, I don't think Carson makes the team. I think he may be done for a career because of this injury and the amount of injuries he sustained over his career as well as Rashard Penny who's always injured has only showed one half of the season the player that they drafted him to be that he can be and then them only giving him a one-year contract to come back says prove it again but with his age that doesn't show Seattle's real true commitment to him um them drafting Kenneth Walker who in my opinion was the second best running back available in the entire draft speaks volumes to their looking to the future at that position and they're ready to move on they're ready to get younger and they're ready to start over at that position uh matt had mentioned you know russell wilson being gone as a factor russell wilson left seattle because he wanted to go to a more pass happy offense team so he could really thrive as a quarterback uh drew lock showed plenty of promise with being able to just hand off the ball i mean let's fucking be honest about it when he ha- when he handed off the ball to you know javante and, and 
Gordon, he looked a hell of a lot better than when he was trying to pass it. So I think him going to Seattle, who's a run-heavy team, a run-first, you know, established the run team, um, isn't really going to affect their backfield because once the backfield has the ball, it's in their hands to make those moves. Uh, Kenneth Walker, I think, probably splits time in that backfield and then eventually takes over that backfield, whether it be, you know, a full three-down workload or like a 70-30 or even an 80-20 split. Uh, I see. I do see Kenneth Walker taking over that backfield at some point in the future of the season. All right, FGT Nation, it's come to that point in time in the night. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. The Patriots draft sucked. He's not wrong, folks. Nope. Uh, but it is that time of night, folks, where gonna... we got to say bye. For those of you that have stuck through and listened to all of us, thank you. For those of you that haven't, you fucking should have. Yep, you missed out. Um, I just want to give a, a big warm thank you to FTT Nation. You guys mean the world. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for helping us achieve dreams, whether it be small, big, you don't know. How much it means to us. The fact that, you know, Sean and I get to do this every week, at least at least once a week, if not, I mean, we're talking about it all week, but the fact that we get to sit down and record something for you guys and people actually listen to it and answer, we can't thank you enough. And we just, you know, we just keep hoping for, you know, for, for that love and support. Check out the merch. Check out the Patreon. Check out, yeah. Check out Infected for that merch. Check out Justin for the sunglasses. Chrome roses. I'm gonna actually talk to Andy and see if we can't start dropping some of his music at the end of the episode, so so people get a track here and there. Um, New merch on the way. Me and Moses are slowly, very, very slowly working on some stuff. Keep your eyes peeled to that man (laughs) king. Keep your eyes peeled to that Facebook page. We're going to start doing some giveaways with some test merch. Let us know what you want to see, too, because you guys are the ones wearing our ugly mugs. So if you don't, yeah. if, if you want something else, let us know. Yeah. All right, FGT Nation. Have a good night. Keep it right. Keep it tight. Peace. Sterilize so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs>